0: Hello, Jimmy. Welcome to my home. Let's talk about football and life.
1: Beautiful. <laughs> All the deep things.
0: You're friends with um, Hugh, who I had in my podcast recently from the Resilience Project. Tell me why on earth you like him.
1: Yeah, so it started at a professional level. Uh, uh, so he came... like him. <laughs> Maybe three, three years ago, he came to Collingwood um, and presented to us. And just sort of his generic presentation of... The Resilience Project, obviously, and um, I was just sitting there and, like, it really it appealed to me just the way he presents and you can tell he's pretty genuine uh, and the story was pretty amazing as well. Uh, and, you know, even guys who've played for 10, 15 years sat there and were like, that's the best presentation we've ever had, which is pretty amazing because well, you get, you know, 10 or 20 a season. Bloody hell. Um, Wh- why? I think just uh, oh, just how engaging he is. Um, I guess engaging but simple and he's able to semi-relate it back to I guess sport or in a way which can help you as an athlete so um it was just a really like cool cool message uh so from there I think I just I fanboyed him I messaged him and just said I love the love your presentation uh I actually study psych as well on the side do really yeah a little bit cool almost halfway through so I messaged him and just said that's sort of what my interest is so if there was any way I could help you, or whatever down the track? It'd be cool to catch up and sort of went from there. And I've done little bits and pieces with him, but I um, yeah, got to know him a bit better as well.
0: Yeah, so now it's a, now it's a it's a personal liking rather than yeah, professional. It's a bit more personal. <laughs> <laughs> what's um what's your psych, psychologist professors think of the work that he's doing, or if they have opinion at all, or like you know, because I suppose it's more, it's not what is it you know it's a bit more new age right yeah
1: yeah, yeah true yeah um and i've actually talked to him about that where he said he's actually copped a lot of heat from the medical world at times just i guess almost threatened by his way mm. uh, i know everyone at, at our club is really really positive and supportive of it um i guess i guess f- as an athlete if anything can help you perform in any way then obviously they're going to support it because that's why you're there but um mm. like just those simple techniques he says like gratitude just being able to acknowledge that when you're an athlete where you can probably be selfish or in a world where it's about you or a bit of a bubble where it's sort of this fake world you're in Mm. it's pretty cool to just be able to simplify it bring it back to little things and just Mm. sort of acknowledge how lucky you are and things that are going on so it's pretty cool for that
0: i find the fact that like Team dynamic. I'm going to already jump in too many different directions, but the the team dynamic it fascinates me. Like on a, like growing up watching football in England, seeing how they put chemically, well, ke- their chemistry as a team doesn't sync nearly as beautifully as like someone like Brazil and their chemistry as a team. Yeah. And it's like it's interesting. And the clubs are always got that they're, they're putting so much time around the clock, around the year. Sorry that they they they're more likely to be in sync, but. What? But then I'm just saying different points, obviously. <laughs> but what interests me, and what my question is, is like, what is the balance with within your club of how much, like, you gel and be, be a real team versus how much I'm uh, the spotlights on me, or I want to be a star, or you know, yeah. I suppose.
1: Yeah, I think, I think Australia. Well, compared to like American sport, it seems a lot more. Over there, it's a lot more about the individual. Uh, it's probably where the money is and that sort of thing. Australian sport is probably still an element of it, but it is just so much about the team where there's, there's still, you know, different levels of, like, there's the superstar players and they might, you know, have a bit more leeway in some respects, but there's been multiple times, if, if anyone makes an error, like, you're held accountable to everyone where... Yeah. Um, I don't know, I think it's just to the point where you just don't want to let your teammates down and you know there'll be trouble. So mm, mm. I think like for Collingwood, we've had... So the, when I got there, we had two years where we were pretty average, where we probably should have been performing and making finals and we weren't making it. And the team didn't really change then last season. So we made it the whole way to the grand final. And like the actual personnel didn't change, but it was just the shift of... It just became like a really supportive, caring... Uh, not background just the environment mm. and that came from coaches from players all the administration staff like you just tell the whole environment changed a little bit which just made everyone want to be there want to do well for each other and enjoy it as well like we just try to make it fun again um where did that decision come from
0: was uh, it like top down or was it just like everyone just started
1: doing it or? no it, it actually was a, a A big process from top down. I guess actually the board did a massive review, pretty much analysing everything. There was player surveys, I guess, coaches surveys. uh, Independent people came in and looked at the club, so it was actually a pretty thorough process. Wow! And I was at a stage where they were tossing up getting rid of the coach who was who's been a superstar player as well. So there's a few elements to it. Um. And then I guess we brought in new assistant coaches and just sort of changed a little bit of the environment like that, new uh, fitness director as well. All these fancy names. (laughs) Fitness director. (laughs) But yeah, it was just a little shift of just the way we went about it, just try to make it more fun. I guess looked at, coaches probably started looking more at your strengths and what made you a a good player and just tried to build that up. Mm. Um, And it just flowed from there, yeah.
0: So cool. Mm. It's. so, what we, what we, from your observation of it, what is your takeaway as to the mentality it requires to perform better from that situation? Is it this, this, let's ha- having fun over anything else makes you perform better?
1: I, th- I think, or well, individually, it's clearly people are different. Um, and obviously,
0: fun over it. all else is not going to yeah, make exactly. you perform better. Might not make- it's going to party the whole time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, but you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty tough question. I guess I can only go off what's working for us somewhat at the moment because we've started the season well again. But mm. you know, I think just making an environment where people want to come, first of all. Um, so it's, it's a pretty, like, I'll say it's a safe environment where people, you can be who you want to be. Like, everyone's pretty supportive of you. Mm. Um, there's a good balance these days where... Yeah, people, they encourage you to do things outside of football as well. So, you, well, they say it's holistic, the holistic approach of yeah. um, being a person. I think yeah. that genuinely comes back to how you play and perform. Mm. Um, and Why do just, they say
0: that's important?
1: I think in time, even maybe 10 years ago, it was a lot of, oh, I was just do more, like you have to be at the club more, train more. Right. Uh, it was a pretty full-on environment and not much thought about post-career, whereas these days it's just changed massively. People understand like how quickly careers can go and then you need to have stuff to fall right, back on. So right. it's sort of stemmed from that. Wow. And um, also probably well-being, that if oh, you're like, yeah. well-rounded. Is it? Yeah. And sort of yeah, mental mental health issues are pretty massive in the across the whole AFL board these days. We've had someone actually my age just retired um, himself due to that. And it's a pretty big, pretty big thing at the moment. Mm. Um, but going back to, I guess, what makes the team click, I, I think it's just the power of, I guess, a greater, a greater good, like being selfless as a player in a team format. So yeah, see ya. <laughs> <A> flatmate. <laughs>
0: my flatmate leaving the house.
1: <laughs> yeah, just uh, yeah, just sort of the power of. Just the feeling of playing together as a team it actually makes you want to keep doing it so you sacrifice bits of your personal goals if it means you're gonna win and enjoy it as a team because so that's what it's all about just mm. that team feeling and it's pretty special when it mm-hmm. feels Bare. good because
0: yeah. i i reckon there's something like i play in a band and that feeling of being in rhythm together in sync together moving together it's 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 something quite primal about it, and even when mm. I play like I play football, like soccer, and I and I, <laughs> and I and I and I and that feeling of like passing and looking out for each other and having each other's back and being on the same mm. side and working together for the same agenda, like it's something so. You must get so much. Your brain must be really healthy in that in the in the area of this kind of because biologically, I reckon when men used to get together and go and hunt, like it's in our genetics. Or our chemical release systems to feel great when yep. that happens because it, it was depend- we're, our survival was dependent upon yeah, yeah. being a team of men and going to find some food. Yep. So, so like in the you know like being a team of men and going to have a, having the same goal is the same skeleton structure really. Yeah. Yeah. Like sure. so. So when you're playing every like that must feel awesome.
1: Yeah. And it even stems basically you spend so much time together and you do so your pre-season block of training is like pretty brutal it's like physically exhausting so you hit some pretty like deep areas together mm. so like obviously your your bonds are so strong like they're my best mates probably and I'm from adelaide so I you know don't have family here like my team is probably there's probably my 10 closest mates there right now in in my life mm. and when you put that together playing like it's you sort of do anything to try and help each other it's enjoyable, but it's also like yeah, this special bond of like, you know, like that's my best mate. I'm going to try and help him and play and hopefully like enjoy it as well. So yeah, it's it is so pretty. Cool. It's a pretty cool little bond, unlike probably any workplace really that you could get. So
0: it's so yeah, because your blood, your sweat, and your blood is going mm. into it, and like you're really bonding over a, a pretty high octane thing. It's almost like if MMA fighters were all on the same team. And, and then, like, going against a bunch of them. Imagine that. Like, that would be, be a massacre. massacre. <laughs> it would be a massacre. It would be gnarly. We should get it I'm going. <laughs> I'm sure they've thought of that. But, man, but it's something so cool about that. And then what interests me then is, like, like in any relationship or long-term relationship with workmates or, or a marriage or, like, you know, a long-term friendship... There's though to make it work in my experience. There's that kind of like always needing to be open communicative about anything that you know that fucks up. Like even me and Stav. Like if I want something done a particular way in the house versus he wants something done a particular (laughs) way in the house. I can if I like get like loud and rowdy about it and want my way. That's that's a bit rude or mean to him. But like I could do that and then would need to go back and talk about it or whatever because it's like I don't want to be a cunt. So it, I suppose um, you know what I mean, like how do
1: you guys yeah. Oh, there's obviously there's always going to be issues popping up, and it's just how you deal with them respectfully for everyone, really,
0: but is there is there systems in place within the club where it's like relationship chat time, or let's talk about <laughs> your, <laughs> your feelings this week? <laughs> Have you got any beef with any of the players that you want to like is it encouraged in an overt way or is it just more of a under undercurrent? Or are men just like, oh, I'm a man. Nah, I yeah, was.
1: so that's what I was trying to get at before, like just that masculinity, even if you want to say toxic masculinity, I think it has honestly shifted even from when I started. So in the six years I've been playing. Um, yeah, like it's it's a pretty open place now where we've had people get in front of the whole group and um, pretty much open up about an issue they're having whether whatever personal issue it could be but Mm. um, even coaches have done the same thing so it's actually that's pretty powerful as well very mature yeah so it's it's pretty much men getting up and uh, opening up about something pretty deep Um, and even just the way we try and or just the way we want to act you know it could be Fans coming in, it could be, you know, obviously we get kids a lot of the time with maybe like a life-threatening illness or anything and like we're just massive at the moment about trying to pretty much impact positively and uh, the way we want to be seen in the community and stuff as well, it's it's all, yeah, like I, I, yeah, I honestly just think that sort of macho man sort of thing is largely gone, it's more about being good people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so good. Mm-hmm. it's such a massive change so you said that it's in the last six years particularly you've noticed it significantly change. i.e. if someone's like s- says something like my my feelings are hurt <laughs> they're not going to go oh I toughen up your puss
1: yeah, yeah literally yeah um, and I think again going back to sort of just the more awareness we have of mental health in society as well it's probably helps but yeah um, I think co- the coaches have improved where they're more open to dealing with that sort of stuff it's not seen as weak anymore yeah um so that that stems just to like if you have an issue in your personal life you know like it's still obviously going to affect you in some way so it's not just brushed over anymore mm. and there's sort of there's welfare things in place at all clubs like we've got a psych employed oh right i think all clubs pretty much would have that now so there's actually there's a lot of avenues now thank that could be
0: your job down the track.
1: Maybe. I'll just <laughs> need to make sure i pass uni. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, it's almost, oh, it's probably going to get to a stage where the physical and mental sides hopefully seen as 50-50. You'd, th- as you'd think it would have to be. Yeah.
0: Like, uh, your, your mental <clears throat> d- literally determines your in- entire experience of reality. Like, and there's so many books and like, amazing athletes I remember in America that I've seen books of that talk about just the significance and absolute crucialness of mental Mm. focus and attention like it's every it seems it seems almost more important in a lot of times when you push your body beyond its limits kind of thing you know
1: yeah and it goes individually but you'd probably say at the elite level all players are going to be skillful or like a good player yeah so then it's as a team, but as an, an, as an individual also, how... What, how do you get the he, edge? How, what edge can you get? How tough are you like to push yourself? Yeah. But also, yeah, I think just again, going back to that, how balanced you are is going to impact you pretty massively as well.
0: And, and so before you go out, do you have any rituals about like meshing as a team in order to like make sure that your function, your, 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 your like as an ecosystem or as like your if you're an organism together as Collinwood Football Club, how do you reach homeostasis or balance within yeah. one another? Like, so you're, you're kind of like this organism. How do you like yeah. f- optimize that organism before a yeah. battle?
1: Yeah. So the basic, I guess the basic pre-game. You obviously you got individual prep time where you, you, know, massage or getting taped, get just getting your body ready. And then we'll have basically the coach would do his final meeting, just sort of brushing over or finalizing the key messages that we need. Um, but then I I guess the most powerful bit is the last sort of five minutes before you go out into the ground. So there's probably eighty thousand people waiting for you out there and you're inside together. And there's just this cool little bit where <laughs> you all stripped down naked, up <laughs> in yeah. each other's asses. Not quite. <laughs> Almost, but not quite. Uh, it's actually Almost. just it's, uh, We just um you pretty much make sure you get to every person. It's not like a rule, it's just an organic sort of thing which, which happens now, but you just make sure you get to every person and like a big high five or big hug and just the power of the touch, you know, you know, you're there for each other. Awesome. And yeah, so that's probably a little minute process where you, this little... Connect. Yeah, this little connection of 25 people just together. Um and you actually, you, you do feel that genuine boost, and you and then you walk out together as a team, where you, you're feeling idea. powerful and strong together.
0: Great, because you acknowledged every arm of this body, yeah. kind of thing. You, you go, you go, you, yep. and then you're like, just about. You must feel so awesome that out of out of your whole like every element of your work, what where do you feel? the most free or the most joyful like at what point is it walking out is that is it that moment of walking out to battle
1: it's probably a mix of yeah like walking out so before the game is pretty powerful where you obviously like you're pretty hyped You, it's a pretty strange feeling really like you're on edge ready to go um, and then I guess the the freest most enjoyable part is hopefully you've had a win and then the following hour where you're just sort of with your teammates you've put in so much work for that specific game you've been able to achieve the the win and then just be able to pretty much relax and enjoy that little moment together before Mm. it starts again the next week Mm. um and obviously there's little bits throughout the week where you get moments of like you know random enjoyment like enjoyment or there's something hilarious which happens at the club like it's still a funny group of men Mm. but um yeah, probably pre and post game is probably the coolest for different different mm. reasons.
0: Mm. Yeah. And what's what's the like do you have like people that bring boost morale or you know do funny shit all the time that kind of cuz that I reckon like that part of that having fun element any workplace is it's so important to like you want to to want to go there. Yeah. You know, and do you have those kind of like tricksters?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think every team has them, <laughs> but there's probably like maybe three or four guys who are the class clowns a little bit, where they're just <laughs> hilarious. But they'll they will bring the energy or do something ridiculous just for to make everyone laugh. And it's it's probably every day they'll do something which is quite hilarious. But do they
0: do elaborate pranks or is it just like what little things?
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't even know how to explain it. Pretty immature stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, not quite pranks, pranks, but just
0: not like they're well orchestrated. and Many uh, like elements in place. <laughs> no, I
1: don't think they're clever enough for that, but um,
0: <laughs> I'm sure they are. Maybe they're just it's just not a priority. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe. But yeah, there's certainly yeah, there's certainly people um, yeah that bring that, and that's probably the other pretty cool thing you you realize like there's people from all different parts of life to come together with a team. Like it could be, there's probably the smartest people I've ever met they're not so smart but offered you know the different things um, Mm. different backgrounds Um, yeah like it doesn't discriminate like if you're Mm. there as a Mm. good player like you everyone offers something pretty different Mm -hmm. Um, so that's actually pretty cool as well just the people you meet the people you come across and just the connections you can make with everyone
0: who are the who are the class clowns am I allowed to ask
1: yeah you obviously won't know them but um, (laughs) (laughs) I can name drop them it'd be there's probably if you ask anyone, there'd be three. It's Ben Crocker. Oh Crocker's Crocker. Yeah, I know Crocker. Geordie Degoins. De Goins. And Braden and Maynard. They're probably the three. Bray. Bray. So yeah. Yeah, right. They're the three.
0: Yeah. And do they do they play off each other or that they they have their own stages?
1: No, they're they're together all the time and they're just generating something. That's so good. <laughs> Sit together in meetings, like everything. <laughs> We'll it
0: out, who's going to do the right joke at the right time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
1: That's
0: so funny. Yeah. Man, what a fucking fun place to go to work every day.
1: It yeah. must, it I m- guess, like, I've had a few mates who have finished the game, being older, mm-hmm. um, and into the, the real world of work and everything post, and, like, they're probably the ones who just say, like, you don't realise how good the job is really? until probably post. And what I mentioned earlier, like it's probably easy to get, easy to get caught up in the stress or the pressure, which mm. there is a lot of. Mm. Um, it's probably easy to forget like how good it is and mm. how much fun it is as a job, literally to get fit with your mates and try right. and play a game. Um. So yeah, yeah. Like you said, it's it's pretty cool. That's again sort of going back to what Hugh brought to the to the to the group. If you can try and just keep simplifying it and being um, grateful, being grateful. Of, what you have like it's powerful because
0: it, I mean even with the adre- adrenaline surges before like there's something calming about being grateful you know like and mm. even I wonder if like not spiking on your adrenaline when you go out because as you probably inevitably would because it would be hard not to like yeah. going into the coliseum or whatever it, it, to be able to maintain your homeo body's homeostasis or like optimum functioning chemical oh. surgeon imagine what he's saying would play into that somewhat because you're more grounded, more calm. Um, and so you could, you, you, I know when I'm more grounded and calm, I can make, I make better decisions. Yep. So I imagine at the elite level when you're on the, on the pitch or the field,
1: field, probably. field, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> on, the foot, on the footy pitch that you're, you're making, when you need to make really quick snap decisions, being calm is a lot, right? Yeah. Can, can you speak to that a bit about?
1: Yeah, like we've had numerous people present, I guess, just about their obviously optimum level or flow state, like whatever you want to call it. It's all sort of the same thing. And that's obviously what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. And probably, oh, personally, like when you look at the the better games you play, you you, you can realise in hindsight that you were in that state. of weren't overthinking anything. You were pretty calm, in yeah. control, just making good decisions and feeling, yeah, feeling in control of yourself and the game so I guess it's just trying to achieve that as much as you can and that's what the better players do um,
0: to get into their pocket basically. yeah
1: like our captain um, so Scott Pendlebury's he's played over 250 games and he's still going and like this year still so he's 31 he's still like probably our our best player and it's just amazing he's, out of his 260 games he's probably played 240 like phenomenal phenom- phenomenal games mm. So it's just seeing how he can do that. Like, you can just tell nothing really phases him in his game. He could have a poor quarter, but he'll still be able to get himself to play a good game. He'll stand up in a big moment. Like, it's just pretty amazing to see, I guess, the elite, how they can do it.
0: See, that's mental to me.
1: Like, I think when I see someone performing at that level, like,
0: um, like with in comedy with Hamish and Andy, that they, the way in which they pick themselves up if they... Like because it's live radio, like being good mm. at live radio, doing it so often, you can't literally can't afford if if something goes a little bit sideways or not what you hoped it would be, you can't give it a fraction of thought because yep. you have to pick it up again. Like and it would be same as yeah, on the yeah. field, you you can't have a f- <clears throat> fraction of indulgence of that stumble upon in the moment because that will mentally cripple you, cripple you, cripple you. Yeah, and. So, so that in, so in that in terms of flow state if that's the optimum functioning for you that's entirely mental yeah right flow getting in flow state is in is there a sequence that you guys have talked about in the club where you like get you to get an individual in flow state
1: uh it's probably again like sort of we've been given information i guess to individually work it out for yourself um but in saying that, like, so I'm playing as a defender at the moment and we're pretty tight, there's seven of us who play each week and it's almost like you're a team within a team because it's your job to stop the goals pretty much. Mm. But even before every game, we'll fill out a sheet and at the bottom it's like, what are what are your p- potential distractions this week? And you might list, you know, opposition might kick five goals quickly or my player, I make a mistake or my player does something. And then reasons are oh, how you'd... Fix it, pretty much, Right. and just by that, um, there's been times where like, other players have picked up. Someone else is struggling, and then they're quick to jump on that player and like lift them back up. Right. So that's an element of it, just trying to look out for each other and keep you back, keep grounding you back. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, probably personally, like, be, oh, I'm still young, but I'm getting older in the game. Um, probably when you're young and a bit immature, like if you do make mistakes, it can. Oh, it can rattle you a bit and it, probably you lose focus for it might be might be a minute might be 10 minutes or it could mm. throw you for a game at times mm, mm. so I guess maturing mm. just with um, experience you just sort of learn to improve that area um, mm, mm. you still make a mistake but you'll know how to get over it quicker and mm. just know that it's important that you keep you know, keep grounded and go again mm.
0: Mm. Do, you, do you guys is meditation a thing in the club like do you guys have a meditation teacher because I know some um my friend taught, Gary Gorrow taught a club to meditate up in Sydney. I don't know who it was. but yep.
1: uh, Yeah, The we've had like experiences of it. There's nothing um, sort of set in there at the moment, but we've had different yoga also, meditation and yoga. We've had different people come in. Um, again, it's up to an individual these days. I think players are a lot more open to anything like that. Mm. Um, but I mentioned earlier, like yeah, even float tanks now, Float tanks, meditation, I quite like it. Like I find it pretty powerful and um, talking to some guys even with injuries, like honestly the power of the mind, like trying to Mm. almost meditate it out and there's Mm. actually, I've had experiences where that's been like pretty successful. Really? Yeah. Tell Um, me about that. I literally, what injury?
0: Like you went real still and then just started staring at your arm and it started healing. <laughs>
1: Basically, the attempt of it, yeah. Like.
0: yeah. Well, there's actually, there's Dr. I can't remember his name, there's a geezer that does it. Yeah. And he, and he healed his back through just like mental awareness. Yeah, like, yeah. And he'll send an energy to it, sending energy to it. Yeah. And there's there's science that we change our well being. Like the whole point of placebos being tested in labs is proves to us that if you think you're going to heal, you will heal. Yeah. So, it's actually proven that we can do heal ourselves.
1: Yeah. And on the flip side, it's probably if you... Or accelerate your healing. Yeah. So. If you're feeling negative or if you're feeling negative about something, clearly you can tell your body feels worse. Yep. 100%. So, on the flip side, obviously, if you're putting in positive energy, you're going to be better. Um, 100%. But yeah, I can't remember the, the specific. I'll say a sore calf or I had a knock on it from the week before. Mm. and I honestly wasn't sure if I'd be able to play the next week and just sort of meditating it putting all my energy into it and just almost imagining a a strange little healing process going on in there Mm. Um, Yeah, and like it just makes you feel a lot better it's pretty powerful float tanks I've found the same Um, and being able to like visualize you know use that time just to visualize or heal Mm. Um, and just yeah you can just feel your body recovering and Mm. Feeling better from mm. it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, these days it's it's a pretty. I like players are very open to it.
0: <clears throat> who are the dinosaurs? Like, if you're saying that people are being the mentality more at clubs and AFL in general is about being a good person. Who are the dinosaurs that are just still being cunts? <laughs> 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 you obviously, can't, I just realised as I asked that question, it would probably be best if you don't, you don't answer it someone. for your own crease sake. But I mean, I suppose it's like it's it's yeah yeah maybe you don't you shouldn't answer that yeah. <laughs> but like I imagine there would still be like any anything there's still like that kind of archaic mentality or macho-ness like that geezer on the footy show what's his name Sam someone
1: Sam Newman yeah he yeah. he
0: looks like an archaic like meanie but he but he probably he's probably absolutely lovely as well yeah, it's exactly, just the character yeah. he's performing I have no yeah, yeah. idea
1: or uh, well, the way I will answer it <laughs> I'd probably just say
0: no there.
1: Yeah yeah I'd put it into uh, so There's the issue of social media Right And media Right And then I oh,
0: like <clears throat> the responsibility of the press With this stuff Yeah Yeah
1: And you can't like Take away The responsibility of a player But I just I feel I'd feel 98% of players Do so much good And help so many people And are good people Hmm and very rarely, it actually gets attention. Right. But then, like, clearly, young men, like, society as a whole, like, you people will make an error or do something stupid, and then that gets blown oh, way mate. out of proportion. And then it just adds to the fuel of, like, oh, you're a footy player, like, you're all the same, sort of, dickheads, sort of, yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: Instead of celebrating all the goodness. Yeah,
1: I just don't think there's... I think it's improving but I don't think there's as well, obviously everyone's just so much uh, everyone wants to jump on the, the bad story man which because I guess gets attention but there's so much good going on
0: and at an extreme end again using my only reference in my memory as a sport <laughs> is when England used to play in the World Cup and like Beckham missed a penalty once like he, the level of death threats and the mm. slaughter he got in the national press was Fuck up <laughs> like enough to send a guy off the tracks yeah. be like being able to navigate that mentally i don't know how he did it but point is next world cup i mean this this has been going on forever but like point is it just makes the team worse yeah. every year because they're fucking petrified mm-hmm. of fucking up so they're not free and like wanting like in optimum flow state they're just they're they're stagnated and rigid and yeah. you can see it in the way they play it's 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 somewhat awkward and disconnected, and there's no passion and fire there mm. because the literally the voice of the nation, which is mo- mostly the press, is is putting this kind of like fear of fucking massive, massive fear in them, mm. and how crippling that is, and it, and it's almost it makes you go, holy shit, that's how that's like anything, like if if the if people or the mainstream influential awareness is on the negative it's not going to exasperate the positive mm, yeah and you know like if the press just thought fuck if we really want to help our country to win let's let's, let's support a- them
1: yeah support <laughs> them Like <laughs> make, make them feel good it might help
0: let's <laughs> right. at least research psychologically how we can benefit their <laughs> mental well-being in order for them to be in an optimum state to perform well and what that will require of us just support probably (laughs) like you say but boy it's it it bugs it's a bit it's a bit frustrating it must be frustrating Mm. a bit
1: Yeah, yeah it is um and there's this like there's an ongoing debate where like if you listen if you if you put on a game and there's a player getting interviewed after the game they'd probably roll out like a pretty cliche answer yes so it's the ongoing debate of like players are robots or
0: yeah media trained
1: yeah media company. trained which you are to an element but it's almost just through fear of if you say something you'll get taken out of context gotcha and then it's this big story again um
0: gotcha
1: yeah so it's just this weird sort of yeah game paradox. was good but- <laughs> on to next week cheers
0: can you can give us a, Like a, a, An off the off the rank Kind of
1: <laughs> The team won Yeah like, so, so say you've Say you've like You've been best on ground Which I don't get often But say you've played An awesome game Yeah The question would be Like oh obviously You played well And you answer Every every single player's answer Would be Like yeah It was just great To be able to influence the game The, the boys did so well um, like, yeah, It was a great effort By the boys To hold on And like Yeah we look forward to next week Like you did. <laughs> It's like you can't say anything else. It's just, uh, <laughs> man, thanks for that insight. I learned so much
0: from what your direct experience of yeah. being fucking best on ground was like.
1: Yeah, but there's even times where <laughs> if you if you if you're in for an interview, there's been interviews you, you asked a question, and I know for a fact I haven't even thought about it. I just know what I'm gonna say. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> just to be safe, like it's incredible. That's
0: amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. and there's. And then, but then, yeah. There's times (laughs) that someone goes a bit off the script and actually says something, and then it blows up. It's this big thing, just makes it awkward for everyone. Oh yeah. It's hilarious. uh, It's so
0: funny. It's uh, such a funny situation. Fuck. Makes me want to. I want to see. I want to see a player just fucking go (laughs) ham. Just, just just say say what they feel. feel. (laughs) No, 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 just fuck up. You know, like and make a mistake. It would be so entertaining for starts.
1: Yeah, so the, the, And
0: what would it actually matter?
1: But I suppose it's, it's the club's
0: reputation. Oh, there's a fucking yeah. There's unit. all
1: like yeah, club, yeah, club reputation. I guess sponsors, if that somehow <laughs> impacted it. But yeah, I, I think we're slowly starting to see a bit more personality come back. But life, yeah, a bit more life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just this funny little thing which it's is so in the game dude. at the moment. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's so funny. <laughs> I love it. I love the fact that you, pretty, you already know what the answer is going to be and you haven't even heard the question yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so bizarre. Yeah. Amazing. What, what element of your career moving forward excites you the most? You know, like what area of development or pushing yourself or...
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'll start by going back. <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. I'd probably say, like, when I came to Collingwood, like, I've had a pretty... I've played, I'll say, I guess and say, like, 40 out of 60 games possible. So, I've been in and out of the team a little bit. Mm. I'm probably now hitting a point where I'm sort of... Well, I've got a position I'm pretty comfortable in where my role is for the team. So, I'm at a cool stage where... I can focus more on actually helping the team and not worrying about myself as much, Mm. which I've been wanting to do for years, but you obviously have to get yourself to a level where you can actually do that first. Mm, mm. Um, But yeah, going forward, we're in a pretty good spot for the team where uh, we're going well, so we should be pushing for um, success down the track. Mm. Um, But just personally, I'm enjoying it, just trying to take more responsibility and that's on the field, like, just even sounds cliche, well, weird, but just communicating Taking better. Media yeah, influence. yeah, I'm trying not to. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to, like, or pretty much just doing what I can to help the team and trying to help people is, like, sort of where I'm trying to get to it in my career now. Mm. Um, mm. And, yeah, I'm sort of, like, I'm probably past almost the average career date already. Like, at, I think the average career is maybe even three and a half years. Wow. Um. So I'm in my sixth year now. So, sort of, I guess priorities change. Where it's sort of just about trying to have the team success and mm. um, just trying to do whatever I can to be a part of that. And obviously, as individual growth along the way, um, as a player in person as well. But mm. I guess it's just trying to help. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's What's your relationship and what uh, your relationship like to? winning the grand final like is it because that's obviously the the you play for winning games but that's the obviously the pinnacle yeah so what is there variation in mentality within the club of like we are going to win this and or is it just like let's just have a great season game at a time you know what's the what do you think is the best mentality for a player to have in order to to us, you know, be mm. happy, yeah. But also not go right. I'm only
1: going to be happy if we win the grand final. Yeah, There's probably yeah. It's probably a few elements to that. Like, yeah, there so, is. Uh, so last year, last year as a team, we came from the clouds and ended up making the grand final, which no one really expected, and we lost by a kick, mm. which was like devastating, mate. Um, and I probably found it took oh like even sort of six weeks later in the in our know, off season like I'd still think about it and it'd probably hit me more post like post traumatic stress or something no shit uh, like pretty painful um, no know, shit. trying to come back to training like it was pretty tough For you know, like some people handle, handle it differently um, it's literally like climbing to the top of Everest yeah. and not being able to make the last <laughs> Just missing meter
0: yeah. Yeah. oh that's disappointing yeah. I'll have to go back uh, down move now. on yeah
1: um so, I think going to this year, like, where well, there's more pressure on us and teams are trying to beat us more because we're considered a good team now. Um, but I think, like, we, t- we can take a lot of confidence from that, knowing where we got to. There's been improvement for us now and then we're pushing forward. So, it's mm. kind of a completely different feel. Mm.
0: Um, right off the momentum of that wave. Yeah, basically. It's like you've still got, you've got a great view from the top of everything. Yeah. But yeah.
1: It was probably like early in the season, it was probably, it was interesting like trying to, it was working out like was the momentum just going to follow on or were we going to have to rebuild it completely and it Mm. probably took a few weeks, maybe even a month to actually start to get the feeling again Mm. Um, and we're in a pretty good spot again now. Mm. So yeah, I think think each season will be different but for us at the moment it's like we're pretty confident so Mm. it's powerful. You going would have
0: more of a thirst for it now, wouldn't yeah, you? Because yeah. you know what it felt like yeah. and you want to get it again.
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah. And actually achieve it. Um, and it was funny, like even before the, the night before the game, I was thinking like, obviously, like clearly I wanted to win it pretty bad and it comes, like makes it pretty cool. You get your name in your locker forever, like that will be there. You're a part of the history. So that's pretty cool. So but cool. even it was just, like, I wanted to win so much more for like, my parents, like, it would be awesome. And then even, like, so the boot, like, we have a boot starter, and he's been there for years, like, so 40 years. Like, your boot starter, your property guy, like, it was those sort of people who I'd look around, like, would, like I wanted to win so bad for them. Just because right. it was... Their skin's like, been in the game a lot. Yeah, it's just, they've been there forever, either, like, volunteering or not much pay. Like, they're there because they love it, and they just want to be there for you. And, like, that was sort of, like, my thought of winning It was more like picturing them like so so, um
0: there's a very Hugh mentality of you
1: (laughs) Uh, maybe (laughs) somewhere for the people yeah for the people yeah so yeah I think even my parents said they said something where they said like that it was their it was still like the coolest experience of their life like watching me in a grand final but obviously if we won it would have been amazing like Mm. completely the coolest thing ever yeah yeah um
0: it's still the coolest thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's still you've still hit. Them.
1: Yeah, like it. Yeah, but um, yeah. So that's kind of, I think that's yeah, in a way, that's what football has been for me like just the way you can meet the meet all these different people, see how much it means to them, and like you can bring enjoyment to even the like obviously the fans like they mm. bleed for the game like mm. that's their that's their outlet of life. <laughs> it's their religion. Yeah. Um, just the power of that and like the positive power you can have because of
0: it what's man that's fascinating so what tell me about that those moments before the grand final like what what did it take for you mentally getting in your in the headspace of like um going into such a big event like
1: yeah um i'd say like during the week it's it's pretty cool like we have our training and there's probably instead of there being 20 people watching. There might be 6,000 like crowding our ground. So that's obviously a pretty pretty cool atmosphere. The only real big thing was the sort of the grand final parade where you go through the city and um, it was cool. I almost found it a bit embarrassing like it's so many people just staring at you. But it was a cool experience. That was probably the only real thing. Like when you get to the game when you get to the ground, you're sort of under the ground I and mean, everything is going on. So you don't really experience any of the the hype at the game. Um, but it was just sort of funny, like the night before, like, you know, I'm going to wake up and I'm either going to have like the best day ever or like be shattered. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was just trying to avoid that. Oh, sorry, not avoid that, just recognize that and mm-hmm. keep keep level, mm-hmm. uh, which I think I did p- pretty well. But um, yeah, just it is just so a strange, nice. like we had such an amazing year, like incredible year. We had heaps of people miss with injuries and then being able to just recover from that. Um, and probably not, no one expected us to get there but we got there and then lose like sort of just keeping it in perspective like we still had an amazing year exactly smell the like, um, yeah, like, roses yeah, like, yeah.
0: It's, it's such a good and that comes with the more you do it, I suppose but when you get great experiences like that to be able to really enjoy them mm. even if you're they're not going to have the outcome that you hope for yeah but you're still in a fucking incredible situation
1: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I th- I'm, I think it was over 100,000 people watching, which was, like, one of the biggest in years. Um, and it's flowed on this year where, like, we've got, yeah, I think our membership, we broke a record this year. Like, you can just tell mm. that everyone's just so hyped about it.
0: Um, it would have been so loud in there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, definitely was. And we start, like, our first half, we started, like, amazingly well. And we, we were on a roll. Um, so, yeah, like, the atmosphere was building. There's a lot of, so it was West Coast, so like, there were a lot of their fans had flown over as well. Mm. Um, and, yeah, the, the way it happened was pretty much, a, a mu- oh, like they were coming really hard for us in the final couple of min- oh, minute or two. Like, they took a mark on the boundary. And I was actually on the bench at that time. And when he marked it, I just, like, knew in my gut. I was like, oh, he's going to kick it and we're going to be losing. And he kicked it. It was, like, an incredible kick. And that was sort of it. Like by the time he kicked it, it was maybe 20 seconds left. Oh, like that was there. Uh, like, like there you go. <laughs> and you sure he wasn't
0: over the boundary when he marked it?
1: Well, there was actually, um, Oh, there was a lot of debate because of a, a rule where our defender got blocked. Like whether it was a free or not, I'm not sure what the actual ruling would have been, but there was actually a bit of debate about it. Um, but it was like, yeah, it was an incredible kick for him to do it still and yeah, so much yeah. pressure on him.
0: Oh, so much Such pressure! Much, uh, Are you kidding? Incredible,
1: but yeah, that's sort of. Fuck! I want to go watch that footage now. <laughs> you can, I won't. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's it. <laughs>
0: okay. I might, go, I might start going for the West Coast. <laughs> Joking. Joking. Nah, I wouldn't do that. You've given me given me good reason to go for Collinwood. Up Maybe. the pies. Up the pies. My brother-in-law supports the pies. Oh, so really? It's, in, it's somewhat in the family.
1: Have you been to a game ever? No? I've
0: been to one or two. I went to a North Melbourne game um, once, and yeah. that was the extent of it. My friend my friend invited me, and I just dressed head to toe in their... <laughs> Like their attire, or like face paint, and had the wig and the full. I spent I spent money on like the full um, costume and the training training things on top, so that I could take off and I'd be dressed like a player underneath.
1: It's dedicated, Because yeah. I, I thought
0: I'd go all in. Then it, then it, may, it would make the experience a bit richer.
1: Didn't, didn't work for you oh. I
0: did I oh, did, did yeah did. it was mainly just to see the shock on his face when he sees this guy that doesn't even support football come as a hooligan
1: that's great
0: <laughs> but no I can I can, I can appreciate the mental, the environment yeah being a really fun one yeah um, and you've got you've got hardcore fans as well right Ooh, yeah. Roof, yeah. known for being yeah really into it
1: yeah our cheer squad are pretty fanatical and is the stereotypes about them, where oh, the Collingwood stereotype is, they're missing teeth and they're you know whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, somewhat true in some aspects, but yeah. Uh, yeah, they just love love the club and um, so good. I think the history of Collingwood's pretty cool. Where it was a, obviously a pretty poor suburb, and at the time the club was quite poor, but they were just able to bring all the people together. And Eddie Maguire, who's their president, like, right. like he's pretty. Like, really big in the in the tradition of it and just how the clubs was able to pretty much, yeah, become a source of hope for all these people who mm. weren't that well off. And although it's different now, uh, we, I try to still draw from that a little bit and mm. there's still the same people involved. So, mm, mm. yeah, like I said, it's just that powerful tool of football, being able to bring people together and bring, great, bring hope and enjoyment.
0: It makes me go, like, it doesn't matter what the the clothes are like the the body of belonging to togetherness is kind mm. of it's the s the spirit of where what humans need isn't it like yeah. this sense of unity and coming together for a reason and if that's football or if that's going to church if that's anything yeah. like it's it's just that feeling of that purpose and belonging that brings so much joy yeah. in our lives doesn't it
1: 100 percent
0: and i feel like I mean, I, like, I feel like I crave that more. Like, even if it's with your mates doing a book club or watching Game of Thrones together on a, like, on a mm. Monday night, you're coming together for a reason. It brings so much happiness, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah,
1: doing anything with people you care about like, yeah. makes it so much better, no Man. matter what it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah, fuck. It's cool. It's interesting because it makes it makes you appreciate all the varied pursuits that people have a bit more like and have a bit more uh, like understanding or less judgment about them like even like some religions that i might not agree with the particular teachings but it's it's obviously serving a bunch of people yeah yeah. even if you know if they even if they don't even aren't fully aware maybe that Um, that's the essence. The whole point of it is that they getting a sense of belonging, yeah. not the actual specific narrative of what Jesus apparently did. Yeah, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, so that yeah, that alone like it still can be a positive thing. For yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, exactly. Whatever way it takes, really.
0: What's um what's like a thing that you, in your career or life has been probably you would say your biggest challenge or like your biggest thing that was a roadblock in your progress? Yeah. <clears throat>
1: like there's the obvious ones like injuries we discussed before this like yeah, almost all players have injuries and I've had plenty already like surgery shoulder surgeries uh, hip surgery I've broken my cheek and finger and jaw like there's been plenty of that there yeah. um, yeah, concussions as well where they're they're pretty sort of pretty scary because there's not that much information on them on them still um, yeah. so that my last one I missed like a month of football when I was probably for two or three weeks, like day to day, I was feeling pretty average and not able to from study. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and How- there's, Yeah, there's players who are like struggling long-term from them still. So that's probably, yeah, like it's a bit worrying. Um,
0: there's that NFL docker, wasn't there? Yeah. I haven't seen it, but did yeah, that shed yep. any light on it? Or was it just more the awareness that needed to have?
1: Yeah. Awareness, um, Yeah, like I said, there's still not really concrete data on what the actual effects are, what it can lead to, but I guess the fact that there is more awareness now um, is a positive thing. Uh, But yeah, apart from the sort of physical health things, I'd say like, I'd just say the concept of just like, yeah, your, your identity away from being a player is like at times like a a constant struggle well not struggle but it's a challenge it's a thing like you'll meet people and it's just straight to football or um, playing a bad game you feel average for two or three days and it's hard to I guess just yet um, differentiate between the player and the person like even within yourself sometimes right Um, that's interesting yeah but even yeah even sort of there's been times where at like a family function or something, and they will meet people, and like you're with your siblings, and then it's almost like they go straight to you, and it's like talking about football straight away. Yeah, it just feels a bit like feels a bit funny. Like, um, yeah, I don't know how to explain. I, no, I totally it. Yeah. get what you're saying. Yeah, I think it's just that constantly, <clears throat> and again, that's where huge things are pretty valuable. But it's yeah, just constantly working on yourself as a person and not getting too caught up in the mm. in the football side of it mm. where you don't need to
0: and so it's a bit like this, like because how much you can't for everyone that wants to talk about footy with you you can't be like you go no nah, I don't want can we just talk about me as a person
1: <laughs> yeah, come off interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you only value me because of what I do for work you don't want to talk about me I've got feelings too you know but you but you've got that You kind of like, you, you have to almost accept it's part of your job that, that you're, that people are excited by that, yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And, um, but it's, but I can understand that would be a, that'll be a hurdle to jump because it's like, you, you'd almost feel like they're only valuing you for a certain aspect of what you are. Cause it, what you do in footy is, is just a certain aspect of what you are. It's a big yeah. aspect, but you know what I
1: mean? Yeah. And i I've talked about that with like teammates and parents as well, where sometimes you could go through like a month and you feel like oh, I've really done anything with my life. Like you've been playing footy training, but like, what have, what have I actually done? So it's just like constantly, yeah, just bring yourself back. But, you know, I've got my uni. I was doing like that sort of work experience stuff with Hugh, Resilience Project. they um, mm. yeah, just really trying to keep finding things outside of football which you value and which Mm. can bring value Mm. as well. Um, Yeah, little passions or just making sure you actually do stuff when you get the chance. Um, Even doing this is pretty cool. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, something different, um, something to look forward to, like just giving yourself a different experience, I guess. Um, Yeah, it all helps.
0: What what um it all helps was a classic like media train line <laughs> we put it put it hard work in, it all helps it all add up to the end of the season <laughs> nah, nah, um but with concussions what is your feeling on can you talk us through the specifics of what that experience is like so you can hopefully try to understand like I, I'm fascinated by understanding mm. what what it feels like to have a concussion like the only time I've had a concussion so. It was when I saw my mates. My mate was on the other side of a doorway, and I went. Ran, I was running full sprint down the corridor when I was a teacher, and I jumped to jump on his back and surprise him. But then, as I jumped, my he- head hit the door frame, and I just like n- instantly was knocked out, and just my body just went limp, and I just collapsed in a mess all over him. It's a good image, <laughs> like this a corpse was just flung at him
1: at least that's a good story limp
0: corpse yeah and i was out for about a couple of seconds two or three seconds and then i came to and i was like whoa what just happened it's like your your brain and so that that's my experience of concussion i didn't have any ramifications i don't i couldn't recall any ramifications but imagine yours to have a few weeks of intensity after it must have been more severe
1: yeah so i've probably had maybe six or seven now really um all from football no sort of weird door stories (laughs) um different severities though like it was one when i was younger and like i actually don't remember the whole day like i was being wiped from my memory oh really um fuck me yeah how old are you i think i would have been 16 or 15 16
0: and what happened
1: i think i just got like tackled but landed on my head like yeah just that was it so i don't really remember it um
0: Like your head What did witnesses say Like your head got flung Against the ground Basically
1: yeah Um, The most recent one Was a bit strange Where I got So I got kneed in my head In a contest I sort of went down I got up straight away And like Picked the ball up handled it to someone But I could tell straight away I was a bit funny I sort of like Got myself to the bench Um, And then like I sort of The next half hour Like I'd I blacked out like I was I went down the rooms I had a shower got changed came back up and sat on the bench again and I don't really remember any of that um were you was someone looking after you when
0: that yeah yeah, yeah like
1: there's people there but I don't really remember that happening and they knew that you were in a state
0: of potential concussion yeah
1: yeah, yeah. um and like that they, they asked you questions to do tests on you like who are we playing what day is it um those are the things like but I guess got them wrong you got them wrong? I think so. I knew who we were playing, but I didn't know what day it was or like what was really going Whoa. on. Yeah, And then probably just for the next weeks, like symptoms can be different for people. But for me, it was sort of like whenever I was oh, trying to do any form of exercise, I'd start feeling like pretty nauseous. And everyone describes it just sort of like not right. Like you just feel in your head, you're just sort of almost dizzy a bit, sort of you just start, just feel a bit off. Right. um
0: like a really bad uh, hangover
1: yeah yeah i yeah, I'd describe it as that, yeah, so that probably lasted a few weeks for me, and just sort of yeah, like trying man. to study within like twenty minutes, I'd get a headache or just feel a bit off again um
0: is it is it yeah. like a sense of fogginess or not not sharpness
1: yeah, yeah, there's all that yeah um yeah definitely fogginess. almost at, like feel a bit clumsy, yeah even.
0: Like physically clumsy, yeah. Like, like a little, little bits of that,
1: <clears throat> yeah. So there's like a range of different symptoms and things, but basically, it's just like if you like just not feeling right within yourself, you can mm. just tell that something's a bit slow or just a bit off in some way.
0: And when you had the blackout after the shower, when you sat, you sat back down on the bench and then you had a blackout, yeah, what, what is that like you just go limp and or your no,
1: oh, like because I was still like funk, like so I was. Still functioning and doing stuff, but I just honestly don't remember it happening. Yeah, right. Which is a bit scary that you're functioning and doing things, but not knowing what you're doing. But the
0: recorded tape in your brain isn't recording.
1: Yep,
0: that's bizarre. Mm. That's frightening.
1: But in this
0: particular one, you didn't. You weren't actually knocked out.
1: No. So yeah, not not unconscious at all.
0: So concussions aren't. See, I don't know much about them, but it doesn't mean you were knocked out. So you can be concussed. But it's like you didn't go out. You weren't unconscious.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, like there's no strict rule. You can even have sort of like post concussion where you can get a knock, but not maybe like four hours later you start feeling it, The effects come through. That's right. Yeah. That,
0: that's that's why I heard like there's. I don't know if this is true, but there's like if you go to sleep, there's some people get concussed and then don't wake up from their. their yeah. Night, that, yeah. Not, yeah. Is that true or I, was, is that just I
1: think, uh, I believe so. Like, I don't know the actual cases, but I think that is a concern. So, yeah, if you have a concussion, generally, like, you want someone to be with you to check on you every few hours yeah. when you're asleep. Fucking hell. Uh, so, it, yeah, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Is that, like, it's a pretty scary reality of the game because it's so high impact and no protection.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I've probably found, like, when I've come, like, I've been, I've been back playing now and I'm just... Probably a little bit more cautious for just putting yourself in an unnecessary position of risk. Risk, yeah. Mm. Uh, but I feel good within myself now, so I'm pretty comfortable. But mm. I guess during those few weeks, like, there's just when I wasn't, I wasn't impro- improving as quickly as I'd like. You, you, like, you do get a little bit worried, just what's going on. And, yeah. Is
0: it how long is this going to last? Yeah.
1: Like, is this? Do I need to like consider what's going on here or those sort of things? But I guess you just trust the doctor's advice and like I'd checkups with specialists and those sort of things just to clear everything and um, yeah just the importance of taking time not trying to rush it um, and just respecting it as an injury which uh, is tough because it's sort of people ask how are you going and you're sort of like oh I'm okay I'm just not feeling right like it's yeah. a bit of a it's weird a thing to, brain injury yeah see it. <laughs> um, it's
0: literally like your brain got an injury right that's kind yeah, of what it's
1: well, like. basically yeah so yeah just pretty much making sure you respect it for what it is and that yeah, it is serious yeah
0: fascinating it's, it's it's like it's so different as well like if you just got a fucking corker on the thigh which is probably <laughs> the equivalent to the corker on your brain like you got a corker on your brain and that's what makes you not like but it's 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 in, it's i don't know it seems it's so intense because it's mm-hmm. your brain's fucking you need your brain yeah
1: yeah, because yeah, like I said, you don't really know the actual effects long-term. Right. So, yeah. Like well, it,
0: yeah. So, there's not much science or study around.
1: No, nah, I think it's like they're working on it now and trying to measure it a bit better now. But yeah, there's sort of no direct... No one can tell you like this is what will happen or you'll be like this. Like mm. It's nothing like that.
0: Mm. Have you noticed any long-term effects? from from having them like if you go like when you had your first one you meant your mind before that to how your mind is now or is it too hard to tell yeah I,
1: th- I think it's probably too hard really too um, hard to tell you can sort of you can overthink true it a lot like when I was trying to recover from the last one you sort of like oh is my vision a bit blurry? or is it' bright outside. Or like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. there's all these little things yeah. which is, makes it a bit confusing as well. But yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's it's anything, anything long term. Yeah, that I've yeah. Yeah, so hopefully great. it stays like that. Yeah,
0: well, it's great. You must have been so relieved once you came out of that uh, that two to w- two to three weeks of it being yeah. the same and be like, holy fuck, it's good because that's a long time for it to stick around.
1: Yeah, it's pretty unsettling. Really unsettling. Yeah. And there's a, play- yeah, there's a player at the moment who's a year younger than me <clears throat> and he's basically, will basically have this whole season off because he just can't feel right. Like he's just not oh, feeling right. Oh, yeah.
0: bastard. That would be fucked. Full on.
1: Oh, um, that's so fucked. Yeah. And even to the point, I think he, I read that he like can't even drive properly like without feeling, I guess, sick driving. And- so it's, it's like brain damage.
0: I guess like some, some level like on some level I'm not saying yeah. it's like yeah, severe yeah. brain damage but it's still it's pretty severe yeah. like it's it's affecting his life massively yep. fucking hell mm. that is that is so there needs to be like more It, it what, what um, precautions are the AFL taking in like everyone be a bit more fucking careful <laughs> like don't knee your mate in the head
1: <laughs> yeah oh yeah like there's been rule changes to try and protect especially head like head injuries um I think it's probably more like it. So we have baseline tests we do before the season starts, which is like a computer generated. It's almost like a card memory game. Mm. So that like measures the base level. And then if you have any uh, concussion, you retest yourself and see where you match up. Mm. Um, and there's sort of like, yeah, a lot of it's like memory tests and balance because your balance can go. Um, and Those sort of things.
0: But like awareness, yeah. like is, because having to do it, I mean, it's already, it's already scorned. Like if someone does a dangerous yeah, thing, yeah. it's like you're a fucking idiot. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah um, it's probably a tricky one because like you said, it's a physical game and mm. you can't take that away from it. Like that's what it is. Exactly. But yeah, there's rules sort of, if you're bending over to pick up the ball and your head's there, if someone ran through you and knocked you now, like they'd get suspended for... Couple right. of weeks, right? Yeah. So I guess there's things put in place, yeah. to a certain lot to a level which they can. Well,
0: because it's like I don't even know if you're allowed <laughs> to knee someone in the head in MMA. <clears throat> I don't
1: need back of the head. I don't. I don't back of the head, I like, yeah, yeah, something I, like that. Like, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. but I admit either. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone with back of the head for some reason,
0: <laughs> but I'm going to confidently say it's a bad. <laughs> no, I, I imagine a knee in the temple would potentially kill someone like if if mm. if like someone like conor mcgregor needs someone in the temple i, I could i can imagine that would i uh, maybe, maybe maybe not i'm again completely speculating google this <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> man yeah. fuck that's a big yeah that that would frighten me because i even i've even noticed shifts in my brain's sharpness since going a bit hard on the old um <laughs> alcohol and such <laughs> like in my late 20s yeah and I, I i think it had a and obviously you're younger so you've got to any impact you do have like in your late teens early 20s is much more supported by your body you're going to recover better mm. but in my late late 20s and going to be hard i, f- I honestly feel like my it took a few years for my brain to get sharper again. Yep. I, I honestly felt like my memory recall for a good year or two since I stopped, after I stopped drinking so much yep. um, was pretty bad. Like, yep. And that's it, the thing. It's it, There's no barometer where other than your own awareness of it and your own discipline to change it that says that you should do something different, you know, yeah. like you're the uh, only yeah. one that knows that you're feeling foggy and that guy yep. that can't drive is the only one that knows yeah. that he can't probably drive right now. Yeah. And, and so that's why it's really important to listen to our bodies and go. <clears throat> I should probably I should probably dial back my drinking if I want to have a good memory again yeah. ever, <laughs> you know. And then hopefully, and then slowly, slowly, my memory started getting better and better. Yeah. But I was the only one saying I should stop doing that. Yeah. You know, no one else is going to. Yeah. Say hey, it looks like you have got shit memory at the moment. You know what I mean? Like be, that's
1: Yeah. It'd be. T- Amazing if they could pick that up. It'd be great. That. It'd be helpful.
0: <laughs> but but it, it, it just it just highlights to me the importance of listening to your body, mm. right? Yep. With this stuff.
1: What else did, did you find anything else helped you? Was it just not drinking as much? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Meditating helped me because it calmed my mind. I think any, any stresses, like even just being stressed out at... Stressed at, you know, about a relationship or about work or anything... The more I allowed myself to feel stress of those things, it my memory got worse. And my dad, my dad is a GP, and he said that like if any energy you put into a thing means that that energy is being taken away from, say, your immune system. Yep. And so if I'm putting energy, I'm, I'm like I'm the captain of this body, and I'm going think about this shit again and again and again. Get worried about this shit again and again and again. My body's like, well, I will, but. My, your immune system ain't getting much like many men, men on deck at the moment mm. and so you'll probably get sick yep. or you know and that's actually what, what I feel like tangibly definitely does happen yep. <laughs> yep. so it's it's the same thing that you said before of like having positive mental awareness versus negative yeah, mental yeah. awareness Yeah, um, and that's when I see people like I saw Kevin Hart on Joe Rogan recently talking about yep. how he makes a bubble of positivity around him yep. that sounds pretty cool <laughs> sounds more pleasant than not not having it (laughs) exactly but it's also that acceptance of like having a ride that's fine because he's a beast in whatever area he wants to be a beast in but like reality is of life is that everyone's gonna I don't know if it's Hugh or Ryan one of my friends told me that like you can't avoid a potential trauma like something could happen tomorrow where Mm. our parents pass or you know a loved one gets hit by a car or whatever or we might something but we can't avoid the potential of trauma yeah but so it kind of makes you just be more in the moment and appreciate what you do get and got and also like humbly ready to adapt kind of thing you know that i'm not fully in control of what might happen yeah because some people have really blessed lives and don't have any significant (laughs) shit go down and they're and they're they're playing sailing yep pretty awesome (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> sounds good <laughs> sounds great yeah. but also I mean they might not you could question they, they there's benefit in having the resilience to go through challenge Yeah. like challenge definitely does make you stronger more empathetic um, more able to it's just resilience isn't yeah. it yeah anyway I went on a bit of a yarn at the end but really great learning about you man it's so fun yeah. hearing about your openness oh that's what I was going to ask you you open as fuck is what I was going to say um, but psycho- why psych like why, did, why are you interested in psychology
1: yeah I think um, I'll just say I've always innately had sort of a passion for it even like looking back at even like primary school days like sort of just the way I'd um, interact with people I think mean, I was just good at picking, picking up people like say primary school if they I didn't have you know as many friends or whatever like just i was able to pick that sort of stuff up and try and you know uh, hang out with them or spend time with them a bit more and i think that just sort of developed into like even the yeah the team the team atmosphere just picking up different people's emotions and feelings i sort of enjoy that yeah. um yeah so i'm loving yeah i'm loving psych at the moment and just sort of not sure where where exactly we'll end up but it, if it's in a sport field where trying to help people come up um i like sort of i love i'm interested in sort of like indigenous culture i've done little bits bits there um i've gone out like to up north cool done little different bits in different communities like if it can somewhat help there um yeah i just sort of feel this or oh, enjoyment and satisfaction out of trying to work with people and hopefully help people somewhere down the track so Mm. yeah we'll see we'll see how that goes Mm.
0: well why do you think you like helping people
1: um i guess just trying to make a difference and if when you do help people like seeing the enjoyment that can bring them and their development and obviously it makes you feel good as well at the end of the day so Mm. i just sort of obviously always found that that's sort of I guess going back to footy like it's been the coolest thing just trying to um, have a positive impact on people and wherever you can just try and do that I think that's Mm. sort of one of the better things in life trying to help people and I think my sort of parents have always raised me to be a bit like that like look Mm. out for people and um, just try to make a difference so Mm. yeah (laughs) big goal but (laughs) we'll (laughs) see that's
0: great man It's beautiful And do you feel like you get help? Like, do you feel like you got people, mentors, and supporters to help you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Met a lot of like awesome people just through life. Um, Yeah, a lot of the time with similar sort of philosophies and goals of that same thing. So, I think yeah. Obviously, the more you hang around those sort of people, like the more you want to, you see the value of it and want to be be like that and do similar things. So, yeah. um, yeah.
0: What do you think that in in the culture of footy, like within clubs or within supporting or whatever, what, what what thing is there any areas that you think would it would serve well to remove an element of mentality, like from a psychological psychological perspective, you know, if it's having high walls on, um or competitive over competitiveness or I don't I don't even know. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um. Well, I'd say what we discussed earlier, like the improvement of, I guess, lowering your walls as a team and um, being able to open up more is so powerful.
0: I stand in front of the club and saying, "I'm going through this." Yeah, like, so yeah,
1: like that's the extreme. Well, one of the extreme levels, I guess, that I've witnessed. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just players coming in and feeling comfortable to be yourself and mm. if you have issues like um being able to talk to your mates about it like that's always going to be a like we can always keep improving on that and it can always um become more powerful so whatever that falls under i think that's probably mm. one of the important things yeah for especially young men mm. and in sport where it's a it's traditionally a uh, high masculine and at times toxic mm. atmosphere so i think the way we're heading it's pretty positive and keep keep improving that
0: it's interesting isn't it it's almost like it needs to have a a new normalization of it where it's the narrative mm-hmm. is this will actually make us perform better as a team if we if we willingly engage with this again and again like i've heard of people that run restaurants that have because it's high intensity in the kitchen where, I think it was actually Ryan shout and shit on my last podcast. It's an interesting story of like a really high-performing chef. <laughs> actually,
1: yeah, I heard you that. You heard that yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, about yeah that was awesome. At
0: yeah. yeah. And it's, it's an awesome story of like, because that's, that's, that's a high-octane kind of high-performance situ- elite situation, like in the kitchen of one of the best restaurants in the world. And the priority on... Understand what other team players or other chefs or other weight staff are going through that week allows empathy to be there and so therefore no, no resistance to form in the heat of the moment where you... Yeah. Where you and, and, you know, obviously you can be of a mentality where... I'm just going to assume you could be going for anything, and I'm not going to yep. fire up on you because I'm a good person and I don't yeah, want to yeah. fire up on you. But it helps having the mechanism of I know that you're go- you're going through yeah. this this week, and it, it actually I think it's it's useful to have a specific rather than just a generic.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, we're just simply like knowing people at a more personal level. Yeah ex- it's always going to make you exactly want to tr- oh want to treat them better. And, exactly. Yeah
0: that's exactly it. yeah it's knowing them on a more personal level it makes you in deepens your bond with them and so therefore strengthens this kind of teamness you yeah. have. Absolutely. Yeah I think it's I think it's like it's, it's a bit like meditation. There's like more and more science about people being more productive in workplaces if they meditate mm. to the point where if I started a company, I'd almost make it compulsory to meditate Yeah. because I know that if they're not stressed, they're going to be working better yep. and meditation is scientifically proven for the majority of people because it's not obviously everyone, yep. but to reduce stress. Yep. And yeah, I, th- I think that's, it's really, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Like it's it's interesting changing the narrative, of of, of mental of well being, you know, and seeing it as something that will actually really accelerate your development and evolution of a club and their performance, um. Instead of just like, let's not hurt each other's feelings. Yeah,
1: yeah. It can be used as a positive and improvement area and like obviously for business as well like you said or any any business any group mm. can be the same thing
0: mm. Mm. what do you think of Aussie culture in general like what do you think Um uh, not to lean on the toxic mental ma- masculinity whole thing too much but what is like because I love Australian culture how everyone's so jovial take the piss kind yeah. of it's a it's a really fun island big island mentality yeah um but you, you're right in the sense that it's probably more healthier than we think it is because the mainstream awareness isn't always celebrating the good stuff. But Australia, there's a lot... Like when you walk the streets, there's a lot of great people. Everyone's doing their best and everyone's... a really, You know, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's much more positive than we might highlighted,
1: think. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say there's just... There is like a bit of a... There's a bit of the tool poppy syndrome element. Yeah,
0: man. Yeah, that's stinky. That and shit's yeah. stinky. It's useless. Fuck.
1: And I think again, it's just sort of, oh, just trying to. I don't know. It's just the easy way to, I guess, attack someone if someone's doing well. It's just easy to have a crack at them for a negative thing. And I guess that's a bit of human nature. But yeah, I'd agree completely. Like the actual Aussie culture of people and, like, it's a pretty it's a pretty good place. And like you said, there's a lot more good people than not. Um. Yeah, so yeah, I'd say it's pretty positive, and you'd probably know better. Never no, that's than being here it. now, but yeah, I'd say the only thing more as an athlete being able to notice is the tool poppy syndrome, and it seems a bit more than like in America for in, for instance. But um, yeah, where uh, everyone like
0: when in America, my feeling is like everyone wants you to do well, and they support you, and they connect you, and they lift you, lift you up, lift you up. And which which helps the society in general because mm. everyone's going to do better and work together as a team. We're going to work better as a society if we're all like helping each other yep. and not and pushing each other down. Is I mean, obviously, it's so obviously an insecurity hinge thing. Like, fuck, I don't feel good enough as myself. I'm going to bring you down. Yeah. Like, it's just a it's so transparent and ugly and a piece of shit mentality. Yeah. But, but it's, it's somehow people think it's okay or cool still. Like, I'm like, fuck, man, that's so uncool. It's like such a dickhead thing to do. Yeah. But there's still this mentality that it's okay or it's, um, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, I'm tough or some shit. I don't know what it is.
1: Yeah. It's hard to explain. <laughs> there's, something, there's something not right. But, something
0: stinky. Yeah. Something real stinky about it. <laughs> I dislike it majorly. It's enough to make me... Sometimes, like, in the past when I've been challenged with that shit... It's like, fuck this, I'm getting out of this country. Like, <laughs> I'm going go to go a place where <laughs> I get supported. Yeah. Because, like, even, I don't know, like, in pockets in LA with the right people, you get so, you, you get, I mean, England's not much better for this shit either. Like, I, America got a lot of their flaws, but what they are good at is this, particularly California, I'd say, is this, like, progressive pushing, like, our evolution in whatever area, science or sport forwards mm. and um there's something that's so exciting and contagious when you're around that many people wanting to do that yeah, to yeah. you and I, I think that's where you excel
1: yeah
0: like obviously they excel like the, the, california is probably the rome of the modern day with everything in entertainment yep. silicon valley facebook instagram like tesla yeah, it's all it's coming all out of yeah. california yeah and that's how that's what, that's what you can achieve And so you think, fuck, man, wouldn't it be great if Australia had this kind of leader where they inspired and awakened and accelerated our evolution rather than just like nervously, awkwardly moving forward and not wanting to hurt anyone. It's (laughs) such a dorky mentality. (laughs) So dorky. So scared. Yeah.
1: yeah, Yeah. Um, Who is the leader of this (laughs) country? I don't even
0: know.
1: But that's what I reckon they're like. Yeah, yeah, dorky. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I don't. I I do know that they are like that. I'm not just saying, you know.
1: Yeah. they're probably like that, no. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'd say the whole moving forward thing. It seems like again the majority of people in Australia like well, are wanting to move forward. And I'd say especially the younger generation, like yes, open to everything and wanting to move forward. I guess in almost everything, there's just the minority always who can ruin it. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, oh, I do feel like this. Uh, the generation sort of is wanting to move things forward. It's just mm. who's going to do it? I guess.
0: Yeah, I agree. Mm. I think. Yeah, I think it's even easy for me to like look at look at the small minorities that are bringing it down, but the majorities, yeah. like when I look around and I see my friends or see people at large, they are doing that, aren't yeah. they? Yeah,
1: there's a lot of good always. <laughs> just, just ignoring the other stuff yeah
0: fucking media shine the light on the yep. good you dumb cunts yeah. <laughs> seriously it's so it's disappointing that's you're the letting message yourself of down.
1: today <laughs> that's all I've come with you're
0: letting yourself down you're letting us as a people down do better the end no. great it's great <laughs> great man it's great exploring your world and thanks for sharing so openly about everything yeah
1: thanks for having me fascinating that's awesome <laughs>